Hey, Black African Power. What's good? What's happening? A well-organized lie. Defeats a disorganized truth every time. Woo-wee, man, y'all already know what it is, man. It's God killer in the house, man. And look, man, we got a powerful show today. And look, man, let's just get it cracking, man. I'm a rock squad up, Magi archers in the building. Please believe. Oh shit. Nah. If you ain't Sinetta, no time for that interview, dog. I put my shit out for niggas, I don't send it to blogs. Clan kill off the Buddha, not being discreet. One puff this big pops and projectiles. Sun run, cold game, bring your cleats. The best flow blow, Eskimo, penguin feet. Don't need no blunt to burn You run the turf with ten niggas on the block That's a punk return Ayo, dolomite prototype Soldier with the solar light Saber and he hold it like he hold a mic Golden ice pendants Sipping on that overpriced poltergeist spirits Ripping at the open mic Spoke the nice lyrics like Mama move mean overnight Golden motorbike holding on some trying shit That nice neon kit is on it The king's libation with exotic liqueur Queen's vibration like a side of Shakur A lot of the poor imported foreign threads they ain't got at the store Nubian Kush and black top pottery jars 39% THC, the quality pure Old rappers try to spit ain't hot as before It's like I'm fired like the ball busting shots at the floor Cats switch up their style when they ain't got it no more Cause they gotta keep their product in stores to feed their kids uh, see what that weed did? The yes man agreeing on everything we said I smell of a mic like it's the love of my life Don't get sliced and beat with the butt of the knife Brother polite, I say I'm animalistic Cause I still be in the hood with my hand on my pistol The Hebrews think I'm cannibalistic E5 divination, channel the mystic Audio visionary, let's play poetical pictionary Picture me burning down your missionary Yeah then I send you religion That red dot on your head That's Hindu tradition Invisible, independent, intrinsic shit I'll bring it all to an end With indivisible games Charles Xavier, getting your brain Mental anguish, a manifesting physical pain Wizard remains the dance in the chemical rain Breathe slow, then I'm up out of this physical plane Got military machinery that exercise Weaponized greenery Shine out of jeopardize the scenery, son Bruh, the beam can time your distance Inclines convention, stop rising with no trend line resistance. The parabolic breakout, I'm F16 with the aeronautic fake out. The God killer, the God killer, the God killer, the God killer, it's the God killer, the God killer, that's who it is. The God killer, the God killer, it's the God killer, 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 the God killer. Hey, what's good, fam, man? Black African Power, man. Look, man, if y'all here, y'all supposed to be here, man. This is the after party, the after show. I'm going to let y'all know right now. It's going to get a little heated, but we will be respectful. We will not be out of order. We will not be out of turn. We're going to build a little bit, just a little bit, and we're going to give the link to the public, right? So everybody that wants to wade in on it, all the traditionalists, traditionalists all the pseudoscientists, uh, you know, all, all my spiritual people, 
all my scientific, everybody, we're going to wade in and we're going to act like we're black people fighting to move forward in the real world. Right. So we're not going all we're not going to do the long winded back and forth. Before. We're not going to do that. Right. We want the show to be heard around the world. We want our thoughts to be expressed and crystal clear. Right. So when we get that link out. Don't start the over talking. We're going to play the rules of softball. You'll get one one time. Right. That, that that's one strike. Softball only got two strikes. Right. You start off with two. It's three. But you start off with one. You make that next infraction. Yeah, out of there. We don't call it the black ice. Y'all remember them days? Black ice. Yeah, you'll hear black ice for real. All right. So that's what it is, man. So let me let, let me jump in on this real quick, right? And we're gonna address the attitudes of the quote unquote community when we had this serious discussion about uh science versus African spirituality or science and spirituality. So watch this back to Chancellor Williams' monumental work, right? On that same page, 132, destruction of black civilization. He goes on to say, even as early as 300 BC, when iron smelting was employed for more useful purposes than ornaments, the royal monopoly still prevented widespread use. They say that they knew of the importance of iron is shown by the fact that kings and high priests, right? So this, this, this type of information was in the hands of the kings and the priests. Now, not just any priest, but the high priests, right? were often heads of the guild, right? And the chief iron masters would often gain the status of what a prime minister would gain the status of what a prime minister would be today. Say, regardless of the delay in iron smelting and tool making got underway on a vast scale in Ethiopia at the most crucial period for Africa. They say its century was Monroe and it appears that the biggest iron works were in and around the capital city. It's a this development was at a crucial period because it was a period of increasing migration uh, from the, the heartlands and the scattered groups all over Africa. All right, goes on to say, say they carried their knowledge and this great technological revolution wherever they went. And they began to use the use of iron and the development of iron industries Wherever, wherever they had the opportunity to settle in iron or areas and remain settled long enough to create a stable society. All right. So y'all know what it is, man. Y'all know what the conversation was. Um, this week, this week and a half on Facebook, I ain't going to skate around the issue. Right. It's you know, it was OK to beat up on the Christians for the last 10 years and then beat up on the Muslims unmercifully and beat the hell off of the black Hebrews to no avail constantly. And it was fine to beat up on the pseudos. Right. And it was extra fine to beat up on the pseudo scientists. Right. But it became damn near impossible to have a conversation. About African spirituality. No, 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 no. Don't beat up on that. Bananas. That was our last stage. Maybe some, some of us could have did it better, right? I kind of laid back a little bit. You know, I kind of went hard on some of my members within the group. Apologize. I left it out the public, though, right? But the attitudes towards any sense of correction was bananas. 
I've seen the ugly side of what we're calling after spirituality for that last week and a half. I've seen the tricks, the the, the fit, make, make you feel sorry for Samson saying, oh, you're not African if you just deal with science. Oh, you're not this if you just don't do that. I've seen a lot of that nonsense before. The same nonsense, nonsense and before that happened when they would not allow the iron to come through. I could just see that same type of behavior. We must allow science and technology to come through. So, I, I mean, you know, we talk about, quote, unquote, uh, uh, Maya, and we talk about character. When the hell was the character act, right? Why is it that we can't ask questions? We can't even have a little fun and crack a joke. Now, this is the community that has destroyed other people's religions, right? The psychology, you know, the psychology of religion, how everybody affected. But guess what? You know what I'm saying? Ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, you know, very, very disappointed in the quote unquote spiritual community, right? That y'all would not allow uh, the brothers to do their work. You know what I'm saying? We lost some friends along the way. Good men, good women in this crazy discussion we had. It never should have came down to that. It never should have. But Brother Sanjetti, please help me out on why, you know what I mean, these attitudes was fine like that. So please help me out. Okay. All right. Number one, you know, we want to deal with deal with things from a psychological standpoint. <clears throat> See, when you're dealing with culture, politics, religion, now religion you can call it spirituality if you want. Some people call it way of life, whatever. Um you're dealing with the person's sense of reality. So whether you're dealing with a Christian, Muslim, Jew, someone who practices ifa, somebody who uh, practices a condomble, uh, the occult tradition, Vodun, etc. You know, if you're if you're having a conversation and questioning or um, with the intent of critique or ridicule, then if you're dealing with the person's sense of reality, then th these are the types of responses that you're probably going to get. Okay, um, and a lot of times it may not the onus may not always be on the person listening. It may also be on the person initiating the conversation or asking the questions. Thanks. Okay. So this is why you know even in my journey that I'm very careful about how I bring a, bring a message across. For for um, for example, uh, uh, I recently made a post regarding a a modern greeting that has um, been going on recently in the comedic community, where we say Ankh and Ma'at. We greet each other by saying, living in Ma'at, okay? And this is how it was related to me. So some people will say Ankh in Ma'at, which if your intention is to say living in Ma'at or by means of Ma'at, you have to say Ankh in Ma'at, not ankh in ma'at, okay? But if your intention is to say living for truth, then you can say ankh in ma'at. <clears throat> so I made a post and to make a correction based on the intent, what you're trying to say. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So instead of me saying this is wrong, you shouldn't do this. You need to study. 
all of y'all are wrong, that kind of stuff. I said, I said, is Ankh in Ma'at rather than Ankh in Ma'at? Okay. Mm. I used the word rather than because, see, there's, there's trigger words. Okay. And throughout the years, I've noticed how when, when you're dealing with someone with trigger words, then you end up spending all this extra time, you know, dealing with this person's emotions, okay? And then you end up dealing with your emotions in a conversation where you could have spent that same amount of time continuing to teach and elevate. But instead, now you got to backtrack, okay? So, you know, with, with people who are practicing African traditional religions or cultures, to bring it back to your point, uh, okay? Mm. After going through the ma'afa, okay, and we get to this point where, okay, I found myself, I've been through the makamar, I've been through Christianity. Some people have been through two stages of religion. Some, per some people left Christianity, then came to Islam, found out some of the histories, and they were dissatisfied with it, and then they found themselves back in Africa, and then people may feel like, okay, now I have one of my own, now ridiculing, okay, where we're supposed to be from. That's how people are feeling. Now, depending on their approach, you know, you may or may not get a, ne a negative feedback. But again, it's, it's about giving, giving respect to people, okay? If, you, if a person, this, it's just like in the classroom, if a student, and research demonstrates this, if a student feels like the teacher cares about him or her, then the learning process is usually more efficient. Mm -hmm. Okay? And Wuja said something earlier about empathy, meaning putting yourself in that person's shoes rather than saying, okay, I have information, I know it's right. You're doing information, I know it's wrong. Therefore, what you're doing is wrong. Okay? So the person you're talking to is now may now associate you saying you're wrong or what you're doing is wrong because they've associated the identity with the activity. Again, people may associate the identity with the activity. All right. It doesn't make that person wrong or immature. This is that person's process. Okay. And we have to also take into consideration what is your relationship to that person, what is your perceived relationship to that person into the world? Do you perceive, oh, because you're wrong, or I think you're wrong, okay, you're beneath me. And we have to be careful about how we talk to people, all right? Especially, you know, when we're, when we're, when we're typing, a lot of the emotion, the inflection, et cetera, gets lost. Mm -hmm. Because all the person sees is words. Mm -hmm. They don't see a person. They just see words. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. So that's why our message coming across is very important. Okay? So if I want to teach, if someone's doing three plus three and they think it's seven, mm -hmm. okay? And I want to get a message across, well, three plus three is six. But if I just walk up to that person, like, Right, you don't know how to do mathematics. You're wrong. You did it, you know. Now the psychological block goes up. Whereas though, 
okay, if I just demonstrate to the person and still acknowledge this person's humanity and their ability to think, okay, I may now spend less time going battling back and forth, unless I like going back and forth with people, unless, you know, confrontation is what drives me. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother story, you know? For me, that that doesn't drive me, you know what I'm saying? I mean, because I've done that. I'm more concerned about how can I get this message across as, as quickly and efficiently as possible? That way we can move on to the next step. Psychological. Yeah, Sam. Yeah, it, it's a it's a very complex conversation, especially when you're dealing with social media. Because one on social media, there's really no way to regulate based on people's uh, education level and understanding on a given topic when you have such conversations in the open. And what I've seen is, you know, examples of everything, but what a lot of people in these kinds of conversations forget is that sometimes you can be, just make a simple statement and then somebody will jump on it and tell you that you're wrong without any kind of background into what you're talking about, don't know your point, nothing to this nature, but we'll we'll do an all-out assault on your page about uh, something which they don't even understand your point of view from. And it doesn't matter if uh, the the, the person is in uh, uh, an African uh, religious tradition, uh, none, uh, Christian, Muslim, and, and things of that nature. You know, and, and, and this type of thing is, is like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. So, like, the, the conversation that I was having with Jawu and um, Brother Unk and Sister Naya at one time is that we, we have to remember this, is that in the final analysis, every person thinks they're smart. Everyone. No one thinks they're dumb. And this is the reason for a lot of conflict, because we believe that every single choice and association that we make has been one based on reason and with adequate information. So if somebody comes and says, you know what, under more scrutiny, this is not how it is, people get offended. Because once people feel that they've gotten to a certain level, that their, that their logic and reason has brought them to a certain level, they now identify with the information that, um, or a particular culture that they have adopted or adapted. And so any critique of the information for someone like them, it's, an, it's a critique on their identity and ultimately a critique on their intelligence. Because everyone, again, thinks they're smart (laughs) and think they're so wise and intelligent that they can't make a mistake. You know, and so no one wants to believe that I'm, what do you mean I I got something wrong? How dare you tell me that? And and people who 
have have now they promoted themselves as this, this, and this. When you when when you attack a particular idea, you are attacking them in their eyes personally. And so we always got to keep this in mind. And for for folks like that, it doesn't matter what you say, how you say it. There are people who are offended by the the very nature of you making the claim. For example, I posted on my uh, Facebook page one time that the that the uh, the EFA divination system and its markings may be a borrowing from errors. That's all I said. Of course, all the EFA priests, uh, 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 priests and priestesses want to come and, 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 and chime in on something that they have no idea about. They think that just because they practice something that they can speak intelligently, historically about something. And, and again, you, 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 you make a critique about um, something dealing with history. Now, it's, now they want to have questions like, are you a Babalawo? You know, who are you initiated under this, this, and this, and this? And in certain contexts, that may be valid, but ultimately, depending on what it is you're critiquing, it's invalid. It's just people trying to save face because what they've identified with, the bottom is now being taken out. And so now they, they, they feel that if, if I don't have this, then damn it, I don't have nothing. And, and so, you know, people need to just mature all around and, and, and just understand that any cultural system, any religious system is just a tool. It's just an instrument for your development that must be refined and must evolve. And it's, and it's not going to be stagnant, you know, and that a lot of people come with a, a whole bunch of assumptions about life but no investigation whatsoever, even when it comes to African culture, uh, religion, and, and spirituality. And so my last video even challenged the very notion that we even understand what spirit is. So everyone's been going around here talking about being spiritual and spirit, and I'm not focused on the material, but no one, not one person asked, well, what is spirit <laughs> according to African people? Mm. And, and can that translate into English? So what does it translate into English? Okay, well, they're saying, you know, spirit means energy. Well, when we, when we look at what energy is, energy isn't a substance. But they're treating it like a substance. So we have a conflict here. If, if spirit is energy, it doesn't exist. It's just a calculation. It's like you're never going to find in nature number two. Mm. You would never find 4.5 in nature. It doesn't exist. And by, and by the very um, um, definition of what they're saying is spirit, so this is why you always cite the text by the, the priest so they can't throw that argument. Oh, you're not a Babalawo. You're not a Sangoma. United in Ganga. Well, the Sangoma, the Nganga, and the Babalawa wrote this. They all agree on this. But now when we look at it here, it doesn't match up. And so it just shows us that we just assume a lot, even when it comes to African 
um, history and culture and that we shouldn't be that way. And it shouldn't be a sin, which it isn't, to even question your answer. This is the, this is the fundamental difference between, uh, well, one of the most fundamental differences between science and uh, religion in the layperson sense is that in, in religion, it is taboo to question the wisdom of your ancestors. Whereas it is expected in science. They don't take anything for granted. Everything is up for grabs. Because that's how you move forward in terms of understanding. And so, you know, we just have to be, stop being so sensitive and taking things personal when, when, a, uh, when, when someone even just asks the question about is what we believe real? Or is what we believe on, on, on firm foundation? And so, you know, this is, this is the conflict that I'm seeing in social media and outside of social media is that people think that they're smart. They think that they're intelligent and that they can't be wrong and that I was wise enough to choose the right way of being and that if anybody critiques that and takes that away, then that makes me look like an idiot. No, it doesn't. We've all been there. It's part of our growing pain. But, you know, if, if, the, if the information is solid, you know, in, in terms of the new information, if you are a person of character, you just adjust and move forward. Hmm. But other people aren't, aren't people of character. They can't do that. Yeah, I, I think you made a you made a good point. You know, again, it doesn't because you may have made mistakes or wrong doesn't mean that you're dumb. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, for example, in, in some of my conversations, you know, again, regarding Mother Nature, you know, um, I know that, you know, in fact, we all know that many people who may espouse or even claim comedic spirituality, if you will, you know, most have not taken Mother Nature formally, okay? We do have a good number that have and still do. But I make it a point to say to a person, you know, it's not, I make what is not your fault because this might have been something that was passed down to you. But however, we're all moving forward together. So, so again, I'm doing a psychological thing, you know, saying letting that person know this is not your fault. This is not a reflection of your intelligence. Okay. You know, is this something, you know, that there may, may be a societal or community type thing or something that runs in the community. So now you have the intelligence to move forward. And then, then that person comes in and we can move forward. You know, that way the person doesn't take it personal, you know. Um, so, so, yes, even some of our comments earlier, you know, um, I would say, you know, Unc, I was, remember I used to say, hey, I like to get a person in the middle of the street so everybody can, can see, right. <laughs> can see the, you know, the destruction of the person, you know. And that's why, you know, I'll try to take my time in explaining things with the person, right? Even if we're having a debate and I would say, hold on, let me, you know, saying, do, let me take the time with this person. Because when everybody's arguing and all, all the kind of stuff, it's like being in the crowd and two people are fighting and you can't really see what's going on, right? You know, or, or different people in the way. But if you move out and make get some space, you can see things from all angles. And I think that's why 
we like to take our time in explaining things out. Um, but yeah, uh, if I if we could combine something you said, um, Mr. Ox, what I said and what Asar said, the more you take the psychological approach of empathy, et cetera, the less a person who, no matter what, like I said, Asar, no matter what you do or say, whether you use good character or bad character, they're always going to, you know, try to attack you. Well, the more you more you take that approach, a uh, careful approach on how to use words, it gives them less justification. So now it shows them to be bad. It's easier to identify the person with bad character. Like when we um, go into the text of Patahotep from ancient Kemet, fifth dynasty under the king Assessi. You know, and within the first four instructions or, or maxims of teachings, you know, uh, you know, he would mention about the aggressive person, okay, where you be humble while he shows himself to have bad character and then everyone else will see it. But if you have bad character with them as well, then it's harder to distinguish the person who has justifiable behavior versus the the person who has unprovoked aggression, if you will. Um. Yeah, I uh, I you know, like I said, uh, I I've been watching the conversation uh, unfold on Facebook with uh, African spirituality and science. And I've watched it turn into African spirituality versus science in a very adversarial, oppositional way. And I, and I witnessed it stop, be styled that way by those who espouse, as you said, uh, Sanjeti, African spirituality more so than people who are building or espouse scientific you know, STEM and things that we've always been uh, pushing forward for quite a while, at least in the Amara Squad group. And um, just on my observation of the conversation, it reminds me wholeheartedly of the behavior, the the responses, the replies, the, the comebacks that I remember that I used to have with uh, people of the Abrahamic belief systems, Christianity, uh, Hebrews and uh, Muslims. Um, when you scrutinize and by the way, scrutinize is not a bad word and people, you know, some people feel that, that it is. Um, but when you examine or scrutinize or think critically about a, a particular doctrine, you know, a teaching or whatever the case is. And so people get very defensive. And I think you all mentioned this earlier that people take it personal because they have a personal investment uh, into it. And not so much you're thinking about them, but but uh, I think, Sanjay, you put it as as that's their reality. And so um, when you examine it, there's a fear that if something is wrong, then they're going to be left with nothing. And and I give an analogy to a drowning person. If you're drowning, and I, I used to be a lifeguard for years, and we were always taught that a drowning person will grab onto anything to stay alive. Even you, they can kill you while you're trying to rescue them. And so this is the psychological environment that's created in people's minds when you scrutinize something that they are very very dear to because just in case it falls from under them they're going to grab at anything 
and they're going to defend and scratch and fight and kick and everything. And so this is what I see unfolding in these conversations that that are uh, taking place so much so that um, some of the comebacks, such as in order to talk about African spirituality, you must be a practitioner. And then when practitioners speak about it, but they're not singing the same song as a person who, who will say that, then it's almost to the point where they have to make up that the practitioner is not a real practitioner. And case in point is the brother of Sarimhotep. Um, um, I saw someone uh, imply and, and spoke matter of factly that Sarimhotep is not even initiated. So therefore, you don't know what you're talking about type of uh, situation. And so in summary, this is the kind of behavior that we really, really need to eliminate. And so it goes back to character. If people were to just relax and chill and it's not anybody's fault because a lot of things that we do, we, we organically uh, grow into it. Now, most of us uh, in a diaspora, we're converts to to these things, especially African traditions. You weren't born. A lot of us, if, if everybody's honest, you're not born into it. You are actually a convert. And so and you usually do that as an adult. Now, we have first generation children that are being brought up in um, in certain things like my daughters. They're Ifa practitioners. Um, my oldest daughter is a Ifa, uh, Ifa uh, Nia. Ia Nifa. Uh, Ia, excuse me. Ia Nifa. Exactly. And um, so that's going to be like a, a younger uh, first generation. But for the most part, everybody is a convert. So so the question that that we're putting forward or something that we all need to uh, keep in mind is that we need to critically analyze whatever it is that we get into because we don't want to make the same mistakes that we made in in history or in the recent past and so the questions that are being asked and things is, is a re-examination that must be done and and we and it's not worth to be offended um and be so defensive about it um instead of in, uh, chiming in on the conversation and explaining and like i said at the end of the other show um, that one of my marching orders for people, the third one, was communication. If people learn to communicate and the importance of words and, and how words affect people and shape people's thoughts, um, then we'll, we'll do a, a lot better. Like, Sanjay, you just emphasized the way that you, um, the words that you choose. Like you said, unk in ma'at rather than unk in ma'at. Instead of just coming out there saying, oh, y'all are wrong. You know, it's this. Where'd y'all learn from? You need to read a book and do this. You know, it, there's a way about doing things. And, and, and I just reiterate, you know, something I said earlier that it's not what we do all the time. It's how we do what we do and how we look doing what we're doing. And that gives a perspective, an empathetic perspective. And that's a, that's a saying for, you know, leadership and teaching and stuff. You have to be aware and, and, uh, um, of other people's uh, position where they are as much as possible. We're not telepathic, but we have to do as much as possible. We don't live um, in you know islands on our own. And I think if we all do this, the conversation would unfold a whole lot better uh, to the point where we could ask those critical questions. And I think Asar's show, last show of his, was an excellent show to stress the importance of, of definitions um, in any discourse because definitions shapes the scope of a conversation and like i told unc this will be the last thing i told unc earlier today 
basketball, the sport of basketball is what it is because of its rules. For example, if if you profess to play basketball, but yet you're going to kick the ball around and pick it up and run and just run, that's no longer basketball. And so the rules shape the scope of a thing. And so in any major conversation now for for everyday lay conversations, of course, you're not going to do this. But when it comes to scholarship, we have to set forth our definitions of key terms that that has a run a risk of being ambiguous. You have to do that. And this is why I uh, me personally and I know other uh, members of the Amara squad and us as a whole, we slow the conversation down. Some people hate that. Some people are like, oh, man, y'all too, y'all boring, y'all this and that. But you have to do it. You have to slow the conversation down, define your terms, and then springboard forward. And that's what we need more of. We can't assume and we can't um, just microwave through even a conversation on the scholar level. And this is where we're at. We're not on the, on the lay in the streets anymore when it comes to talking about these different topics. So, you know, I just wanted to kind of put that out there that's my observation of, of the conversation i'm not even getting into the details of anything just yet oh, hold on so we got street siphon <laughs> they wait way on the corner building thing yeah. <laughs> um, let me Can't let me say it. this um wait wait it's my turn it's my turn yes and jay just skipped twice you skipped twice all right, I gotta, I gotta get mine in. Let my get yours in. Get yours in sis. All right, so um, I just want to thank the panel, thank everyone watching, and um, I appreciate each of you guys. One of the things that I love about Amara Squad is that um, it forces me to think and um, communicate better. I'm an introvert, so I hate talking. Um, so I try to keep it short what? and sweet. Are you? And sometimes I would never know. Yeah, I'm very so that's why I get irritated because listen, I said what I said in that moment. I'm not going back, right? Because I don't like talking. Right? So, oh, but I love um, the squad because it forces me to think. But I think one thing about social media and just specifically about black people is that we have to understand what social media is. Uh, we come in contact with each other. Um, for just a small percentage of our life, um, what we do on social media is a small percentage. We don't know each other, really. That's why I always make an effort to try to know the people I talk to. I go to events and try to meet people face-to-face because I want to know the people that I'm engaging with. And then what I've learned with the people who have the most problems on Facebook is that it just seems that they don't have a really good grasp on reality. And then after that, they don't know where they are. Um, you, You have to know that you're on social media and that the people that you are engaged in with in that moment, you don't know them. And so when you don't know someone, you have to take your time to try to get to know that person and try to get to know their views. But a lot of us black people, we we don't like to affirm each other. We don't like to be positive towards each other. And so we automatically assume the worst about each other. And we just have to stop doing that. We come together in social media. We just park our cars and we just give you a glimpse into our world. Just a small little glimpse. I, I, I don't, I, we don't come to social media for you to psychoanalyze us and tell us we don't know spirituality or we don't know God. No. We come to social media because we want to impact, because we want to impact the world around us. And if we start looking at everything in the context 
of that we are at war, everything else is it makes sense. The reality of it is, is that black folks have been spiritual for the past 5,000 years. I don't know what my timeline is on, somebody correct me. But we've been there. We've done that. We have not embraced science yet. So let us embrace science. Be spiritual. Pray to your gods. But we have to use science as a tool. But you still get to believe whatever you want to believe. But it is not ethical for you to, to teach anyone anything that, that's not going to work for them in the now, in the right now. The issues that Black people are facing today has absolutely nothing to do with spirituality. Black people have always been spiritual. Our resiliency, our culture is built on spirituality. You do not have to teach Black people spirituality. When we get up and brush our teeth, we spiritual. We do everything in the context of God and spirituality. But you do have to teach us how to think, how to be scientific, how to live, how to build. Like um, Asari was saying about the engineer and had to go into Africa because they're spiritual, but they're not engineers. They can't even build a well. Like, that is ridiculous that black people in, this, in the state that we are in, the African-Americans specifically, we have access to all this technology. But for some reason, we think that we need spirituality. That is not what our issue is today. That is not our calling today. That may have been the calling 100 years ago, but it is not the calling today. Our job is to teach black people how to solve problems in today based on the science and technology. We are 300 to 400 years behind and we are not going to catch up. If you look at the money, if you look at global economy, if you look at the state of Africa, we're not doing well. So we got to summon the ancestors we got. We need their help, but we have to learn how to count and do mathematics and to build roads, systems, educational programs that's our calling for today and anything less than that is a waste of time and we're going to die in our spirituality so i love you guys i want you guys to keep teaching but it's is not a game it, everything has to be looked at in context of war like you cannot go to war with the stuff that we going to war with we can't do it we won't survive uh, and the enemy is strong he has technology and robots and drones and, and all kind of mess. So we have to learn to do that. And our kids are suffering. When you go into the schools, the black schools, you know, we, we still got, you know, the sisters, like, encouraging sports. You know, a lot of times the kids can't count. You know, it's like, we got to do a better job. So, you know, this subject is bigger than us. I mean, it's not about you and your gods and what you believe. That's what Christianity forced us into. We can't go back to that. We have to make a conscious effort to view science, learn how to think, learn how to talk, learn how to communicate, and then learn how to build technology to take us to the next level. So that's all that's say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you were straight to the point, got right to it. I want to read this little section of this book right here, and then I want to give the link. Um, I think on the last show, we actually talked about those periods that Europeans had went through. Remember, they had the wars, uh, the Protestants against the daggone um, Catholics. And they fought these, they killed millions of Europeans based off of their religious beliefs. Um, and Brother Saul talked about, well, this is the type of environment that maybe Shaka came into when he came to power. Uh, so it's not just a European thing 
uh, to be fighting over religion. We need to really recognize that point and cut out the shenanigans on that. Um, so um, the point I really want to make is, is that they cleaned it up. They separated some things. And I know uh, we say it all the time that, um, you know, we, we, we kept science and spirituality together and, and I get it. But we're not doing a good job of that. And I think we just need to go ahead and split it. My vote would be to put it over here, right? Plain and simple. And put the science here, put the spirituality there. That way we can clearly see what it is. Because, you know, back in the day during, during the Nile Valley Egyptians, they didn't have social media. They didn't have YouTube. They didn't have all these distractions. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying for me, it's better for me to go ahead and teach my kids the culture, uh, talk about spirituality, then talk about the science, right? So I made a post, and the post was, um, I think I said something like, um, spirituality binds you to your culture, right? But science saves you from your culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, like damn, um, what was you talking about? I was trying to say that cultures develop ideas and concepts that don't necessarily have to be right and don't necessarily have to be wrong. And sometimes they got a spot on and sometimes they was just bad wrong, right? And you can carry on bad wrong things you know, for eons, right? And it'll get you to the point where you don't even know why you're still doing it. I'll give you a good example. When you know something happened or you say something, you say, man, hold on. Knock on wood. Where the hell did that come from? Superstition, right? That tradition is so old and so long that we only know why we still do it. And so for us to keep carrying on those types of practices, I'm saying, me and Yava was talking about don't spit the pole. You know I mean, you walk down the street, don't spit the pole. That's all in the hood, like, well, why was that? And a metaphysical person say, well, you know, you got the energies between the two because you live out the house at the same time. So then whatever. You know what I'm saying? So the point I want to make here is that we need to recognize something here, that we've fallen way, way behind, right? Based off of Sartre's definition of what spirituality is, uh, we ain't even spiritual no more. The Europeans are more spiritual than us. And that's a, a, a frightening revelation <laughs> to those who really think they know, <laughs> right? Let me read this part here. You want to say something real quick, Gasol? No, I was just going to say, uh, let me read something right after you. When you make that, I think I have something to compliment from Dia. Uh, Go ahead. All right. Yeah. Okay. And then we're going to, matter of fact, y'all going to put that out. And I'm going to go right after that. So we all stay right, put that, Yeah. While, while we had it, put that link in there, Wuja. And now you drop that link. All right. Okay. I think I think after y'all make your points, I'll put the link because I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, be disruptive right. uh just 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 so, hold up just so people will know when I pu i'm gonna put the link inside of the chat and um everybody's welcome um everybody is to be please be respectful um i shouldn't even have to say that and maybe i i won't say it ever again um because we'll we'll set the standard for tonight's show we're gonna we're gonna set the standard and let tonight's show be the model for this uh interaction so when you come in just mute your mute your mic and then everybody will get the uh a chance to, to talk and we'll open the mic to you and uh, we're not going to talk over one another. All right, so I'll, I'll drop the link in shortly, but um, go ahead. I'm on page 133 of um, the Believe in Mind. It's in the chapter, Believe in Neurons, right? Um, so 
So actually, it's a chemical process that you're dealing with when you start to believe. Like I say this all the time. Uh, it's human to believe and superior to know. At the end of the day, you need to know. You're going to start with beliefs, right? And you need to end with knowing. I think we just, we're stuck in this recycle stage of believing and believing and believing. And this was absolutely caused by European colonialism uh, uh, taking us from our culture. So it goes on to say here, it says, how is it that people come to believe something that seemingly defies reason? The answer is in the thesis of this book. Beliefs come first, reasons for belief follow in confirmation of the realism dependent on the belief. Most belief claims fall somewhere in the fuzzy broadlands between unequivocally true and unmistakably false. How do our brains process such a broad swatch of beliefs? To find out in 2007, neurologist Sam Harris, Sam Second, and Mark Cohen employed a fMRI to scan the brains of 14 adults at UCLA Brain Mapping Center, Center right? I'm gonna stop right there. But I am telling you that they understand how to control your beliefs. Wuja will tell you that the Nile Valley Africans, you know what I'm saying, had a whole understanding of psychology. Sister Nye will beat the brakes off of you with the psychology while we act the way we act, right? Man, understanding your mind, your brain, and how it works it is it, important to get to that next stage of sometimes beating back beliefs. Go ahead, uh, Sal. All right. Um, I would just add briefly before that, that uh, part of the research that I'm doing for another text um, is on um, psychology uh, as a result of pastoralism. And, and how domestication became an instrument in human social systems and, and, and controlling, in essence, what people believe and how they believe things of this nature. Anyway, um, I'm reading from the great African thinkers again, Shekhan Diop. Uh, it's about Shekhan Diop, but it's great African thinkers, Shekhan Diop, edited by Ivan Van Sertima. And again, with the interview, it's the, same, yep, it's the same interview from more 1976. And so what was the initial question? The initial question, but what about internal weaknesses of these black civilizations themselves as a factor of their own downfall? I'm going to repeat the question. The BBB, the Black Bulletin, something, um, but what about the internal weaknesses of these black civilizations themselves as a factor of their own downfall? The very question is, is very scientific in, in terms of, uh, of, of the nature of the inquiry. So it assumes that there was uh, possibly some internal element that allowed them to, uh, or wedged open for their downfall. So how do we identify that and what is that? So he, has, he actually has a, you know, a long response, but I'm only going to read a, a little 
section, you know, of that response. So he says a perfect system on page 245. It's in case someone has the book. So he says a perfect society, that is a society without weaknesses, would be a perfectly immobile society. Because perfection equals death. There's no growth in perfection. That is, a society without weakness, weaknesses would be a perfectly immobile society. Internal contradictions are that are at the base of profound societal changes. When we talk about internal weaknesses, what we actually mean are social contradictions, like, you know, spirituality versus science. Again, I say that luckily, ancient black societies presented such conflictual elements. On the other hand, the way a society goes about transmitting knowledge, for example, is fundamental to the development of its technology and crucial to its overall expansion. In this respect, the system of initiation whereby knowledge is transmitted in African societies is typically Egyptian. Yet, this system, which is generally, excuse me, which is generalized in African societies is not the best way to transmit or generalize scientific knowledge. Nor does this system allow for the critical examination of scientific theory. This has been extremely harmful to the technological and social development of traditional black society. The monopoly of a restricted group of religious men has been detrimental to the development of African society. Even today in the villages, elders only release on their deathbeds and to a favorite son, part of the knowledge accumulated throughout the century. This takes place just before the elder dies. You can imagine the inefficiency and the waste involved in such a practice, considering that the old man has already lost a good deal of his mental faculties and can only transmit a confused, disjointed amalgam of directives. In, in uh, quote right there. So he's talking about the way in which so-called knowledge is accumulated and held by a small uh, group of people who require this long initiation process, which um, which also doesn't have a way of verifying the information internally, and how this has been uh, at the cause of our downfall. So, for instance, like people don't understand when I say that the priesthood in the so-called spirituality in which they think is spirituality are art guilds. They're, they're professional guilds. And to keep a monopoly on a particular information, you have, quote-unquote, initiations where they keep all this information, you know, saying to themselves. But there's no way to expand and um, verify it, because, again, the taboo is that you can't um, question the wisdom of your ancestors. So as a result of this, there's no... Uh, see, this is what science does. Science democratizes information and truth because it's, it's in the open and uh, a reasonable mind can, um, can verify what anyone said versus I just have to believe what you say if you're a quote-unquote priest because you have some kind of political uh, status in the society. And so... Um, this is why it is it is it has been detrimental, and he's and he's uh, against you know this form of transmission you know saying of knowledge. 
and why, you know, of course, throughout this conversation that he has in his text, he's calling for research teams and things of that nature. And so uh, this is something that has to be understood. So when I, when, when we're involved in these quote unquote spirituality versus um, science types of conversations, we're still having this conversation that, that Diop is talking about, that Dr. Uh, Kilimanjaro uh, spoke of in the previous conversation, you know, that this form of, of knowledge acquisition and knowledge dissemination is inefficient. And as a result of that, we could not adapt quick enough to be able to fight our enemies. And so we need a new way of doing things. And so simply just going back um, and picking up, you know, uh, where we left off, you know, and, and continue it as if, as, as if the transatlantic slave holocaust never happened, as if the trans-Sahara holocaust never happened, you know, is foolishness. And so we, we got to be more critical. And, and this is one of the, one of the reasons why I appreciate, uh, and, and, and celebrate the mind of Dr. Shekhar Tadia. Yeah, he on straight, yeah, straight point. All right. Um, <clears throat> there's, there's a few points that I, uh, wanted to make, just kind of going back a little bit. Um, that, some people who who have questioned Asar, you know, uh, because he he asked some critical questions, whether he's initiated, um, actually he is, and I don't think that because your your views are challenged that you should automatically default. Okay, well, you know, what school did you go to, you know, or you know, who's your, you know, who's your blah blah da 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 da. It's okay to ask ask a person's background, but if you're doing it because you're having a, a reflex of insecurity, that's no good. Okay, um, I know he's he's experienced. I mean, I've experienced it. You know, where people say, "Well, what school did you go to?" You know, or you know, who you initiated under. You know that 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 that, that just doesn't make for good conversation, and it says more about your insecurity than than mine or another person's okay and one thing about initiation let me say something about initiation okay technically you don't have to be a priest to be initiated okay see and initi see when we say initiated it has to do with you experiencing ritual and ceremony in order to enter into a group that's an initiation simply okay so some people i guess maybe out of idea of status They'll say, well, you know, you may have gotten your elected, but that doesn't mean you're initiated. Okay, because because people are, are creating hierarchies. If you went through a ritual, you went through a ceremony, you got initiated. Okay. It's that simple. Okay. Um now in these conversations that we're having, you know, the best ones to have in regards to science and spirituality, if you will. Let's say you have a person who is a researcher and a practitioner. When a person is a researcher and a practitioner all in one, that type of person can have a more in-depth conversation. Usually that person is going to understand the symbolisms of the practice, whereas someone who's only a practitioner may not understand the in-depthness of what they're doing. 
okay? But again, there's those of us who do research and we practice. So then we can understand the context of what's happening. But then you can have somebody who only researches but doesn't practice. So, yeah, you know, we have all those factors uh, to consider. Whereas, you know, we have people in the squad who are researchers and practitioners. So this is why we can have these kinds of conversations in, in greater in-depthness, okay? So for people who are either reading posts or looking at the shows, et cetera, you know, and I think you said something about, uh, I think it was uh, you, Ankh, or um, uh, maybe it's Sara Woodjow, was saying, man, y'all are boring, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you have to, well, you have to figure out, are you here for entertainment or are you here to learn? Okay. So if you just want entertainment, this is probably not the place for you. Okay. You know, you have a choice to be here or not. Okay. So there's other platforms that you look at for entertainment. Okay. <laughs> there's DVDs, you know, go to the movies or something like that, or you know, look at reality shows. Okay, but you know, here it's about learning. And you know, people have to cultivate discipline, discipline and focus on how to sit still and listen. Okay. But again, if you haven't cultivated that that type of uh discipline, then yeah, it's gonna seem boring to you. And, and you know what? That's okay. Uh now uh, you said something about uh culture, you know. And again, I think we have to, well, I think it's beneficial to define culture first, you know, because if you say science protects us against culture, well, what culture are we talking about? Because every human group has a culture. That's right. So what do we, and this is why, you know, um, I, I, I like to be specific and I don't like, I don't think it's beneficial for any of us to be ambiguous because, uh, because, be because, watch this then. Any place, any geographical landmass where human beings gather, they will create a, a culture uh, formulated with customs, traditions, belief systems, ideas, and concepts, right, that will help protect them in that particular environment. And in that process, as human beings, we are bound to make damn mistakes. And when we make those mistakes and do it over and over again, at a certain time, these ideas has to be tested, right? And so to keep the bad ideas constantly out of the community, you need a lens to look through, right? You need to be able to study the natural forces, and we do this with science. So it protects us from our bad ideas. That's my point, bro. Okay, then I think right. that the, I think the good way to put it, a good way to communicate that may be science protects us against the bad ideas. Yeah, you see, I always gotta say it a different way, though. I noticed that. Like, if I, I all me, I, no, well, okay. Yeah, now, why, now, hold on. No, no, I'm not at yeah, you. We, could, not we you. could do the experiment. Let's no, do the on, experiment. Wait, wait. I'm not at you. I'm saying, but it's still your culture that produced these ideas. Yeah, but, but hold on, hold on. Listen, let's put it to the test. Okay, I'm going to ask Sean right here. Okay, now if I said, if someone says science protects you against uh, culture, but if I, or, or if I said science protects us against bad ideas, 
but this is what I actually meant, right? No, I really meant that. Like, but, but, bad hold, ideas hold, and hold, I really meant that. Bad ideas, right? Yeah, bad concepts. Okay, okay, hold on. Right, okay, right. So, if this what was meant, but this was said, okay, then this is then this communication here it doesn't fit this. This is where the confusion comes in. Sean, does that does that make sense to you? Really? <laughs> Sean is somewhere else. <laughs> no, he's right there. But hold on. But but hold on. Even even with that logic, for example, if we were to say, you know, that African but let's say that science protects us from European culture. We just don't think about European ideas. We don't think about ideas isolated from culture. You know, it's your culture that shapes your idea in, in terms of, uh, and, and it shapes your behavior. It, 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 it embeds your value system. And so culture can be the overall term you know what we're looking for. So, for example, if you are, if you belong to a culture that you have female uh, genital mutilation, you know, and it, it's not just the act, the act and idea of the the female uh, genital mutilation. It is it is the the cultural nuance, the cultural beliefs behind it that that inspired the idea in the first place. So we also got to look at the motives, the values, which which inspire the the ideas which have been put into practice, and so that is going to always be grounded in the people's culture. That's why we, when we attack certain things about Europeans, we attack their culture because it's, it's 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 never an idea that's isolated. It's always involved in a system of belief. Like there's there's ideas coming from here, here, and here. And then working them all together to 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 inspire this particular uh, direction of action and things of that nature. So we, we got to keep the broader sense um, intact. In and so uh, I think y'all are both right, and just on different levels. Okay. You know, so I, I would say unk in the broader um, sense. Right. <laughs> what you say? Sajetic so has a point. Because yeah. Uncle make a post and confuse everybody. I don't. I really don't. Now listen, listen to it. That depends. Oh. But this is what I'm saying. That's listen, listen to the third party. Education. I understand what he's saying, but as I stated in the beginning of our program, when you're on social media, you have different levels of people um, in terms of their education chiming in on a conversation, and so somebody like me who formerly studied Africana studies and things of this nature and, and, and know the language of it, I'll get what he's saying. It won't be a conflict at all. I know exactly what Uncle is saying. But if you don't have that formal study, then it may be an issue. And the problem is, is that you can't satisfy everyone, on a, especially on a social media platform. That's why we have classes and we have levels of classes that's what initiation and all that really is talking about, because you know you gotta you gotta have a demarcation for people who are beginners, the, you know the intermediate level and the advanced. But we have these discussions with people who are beginners, intermediate, and advanced, and some people who ain't even in the class yet. You know, everybody chiming in 
trying to understand, you know what I'm saying, each other and where we're coming from. So, again, like I said, it really just depends. I think y'all both right. Him on a more broader sense, you on a more specific and narrow sense. Hey, hey, Wujot, if everybody got the link, let, let the brothers in. Yes, indeed. That's how Sean got here. Oh, you put, hey, <laughs> you, put you put it in the um in the group, Sean, in the Masi group. I can't hear you. Mute it out. And then Uncle wants to ask me, when do he ever do, does this? <laughs> what? Saying is he Sean mute it out? What he does? What? I wasn't supposed to ask me. I'm telling you, mute. You trying to talk? No, not that. Hey. The about, oh, the, the, about, about the, link? the links and everything. Oh, yeah. all right. Y'all funny with that. Yeah. No, I passed the link. But just, just so everyone would know, I gave the link out. That's how Sean got here. So I put the link inside of the YouTube chat for all the viewers uh, to have access to. So it could be re-posted. Re, uh, Sean, if you don't mind, if you could. Um, he already, he already, he's already on it. So Sean got that. So we can continue. Hey, shout out uh, to, to uh, Julanda. All right. I'm a raw squad up. Ashley Young, I'm a raw squad up. Um, shout out to everybody in the chat room, to the Gullah. You know, shout out. Uh, Phil, shout out. All right. Uh, man, shout out to everybody. Um, waiting for y'all to get into this uh, discussion. Um, man. Hey, um, let me, you brought up social media. I thought y'all brought up some really good points. Um, I don't think that you know, I was able to ever get this out um, past your personal conversations. Yeah. You know, we, you can we can make a point that again, you know, you get people, you know, you can't satisfy everybody, but then you get you know people who will just like blast you, etc. And I've had I've I've made some points. You know, regarding um, such topics, even about feminism, or whatever, and you know, I've gotten ripped apart. You know, but I'm not going to get into that topic. But, um, you know, or or from a SAR um, making a point or a statement regarding um, uh, aspects of Ifa and Arabs, etc. Well, we have to keep in mind that social media is like a um, it's like a, like an artificial. Uh, virtual space where there's this buffer between one person to the next person, right? So they can take their their isms and express it, you know, saying through the virtual space. And because there's little to no accountability for for the things that they say, that's why they, that's why a lot of people would do it. They'll start talking crazy, et cetera, you know, but they only do it knowing that you probably live on the other side of the country. You, you know what I'm saying? So you can't reach out and touch them. Whereas though those conversations probably wouldn't take place face to face. Um, but which is why, you know, I don't curse people out on the, on the social media, et cetera, because, you know, I'm not going to say anything I wouldn't say to your face, but people do it because it's it's a, it's a safe buffer, okay. <laughs> you know, because they know that you know it's just on a computer that you can't reach out. You, you know what I'm saying? So, 
You know, otherwise, most people will be fearful of having those types of interactions with you. I, I, look, I call it keyboard karate. I know my, I know I got the best keyboard karate, but I'm about 51, so I don't know, Sanjay. I know you can go all the way in, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to them hands, but I don't know. I'm 51. I don't know if I got that much left in the tank. So, hey, y'all, mine is just keyboard karate, because I'm going to cuss you out on that. Keyboard karate. Cuss <laughs> yeah. me out. I'm coming back. You know what I'm saying? I might have to run if I see you. You know what I mean? But goodness gracious, boy. Yeah, so, okay. So, we never want to become the thing we fight. I get it. Go ahead, Sean. Where you at? Where you at, Sean? Get in. Get in this. Monsie, can't warrior. you Unmute that. Unmute that line. Hey, man, I'm unmuted, man. I'm unmuted. I was waiting my time. First, I want to say peace to everybody on the panel. Uh, where Kofi at? I don't know. I just sent him the link. We, uh, where Ben at? Where Ben at? Ben was I sent him the link. link. I sent him the link. Where he at? He got the link. Look. All right. He need to get on here. Hey, Ben, wow. if you don't get on here, I'm going to say, Ben, you ain't get on here. You want that link. <laughs> yeah. man. All right. Where you at, brother? I just want to say a few things. First, I want to say that I uh, appreciate the clarity I saw from the last previous days because um, I don't disagree. And I understand what you're saying and who you're directing it to, because there are some spiritual folk that I call them the occultists who have integrated all of these outside influences and tried to um, use them as a practice and push that agenda on people. And it's not really authentic. I can't really say authentic because everything has been tainted with a little bit, but it's not as authentic as it could be but what they're pushing is some type of other type of spirituality that is just all the way all the way out there so i i get it and um we do need to be more scientific i get that too um i think that we just can't win standing on science alone um because i don't know a surviving civilization that has stood on just science and has survived just science Russia. <laughs> Russia. Russia. Russia, yo, they was atheists, remember? A whole man, nation. Man, I ain't, I'm not falling for Hitler being an atheist. Somebody <laughs> else brought that up. But then he was born a Christian, and then they said he was an atheist. Oh, You're going to have to bring that out, huh? you have to bring that out. But no, nah, I, I just appreciate everybody's uh, uh, take. I just thank y'all for having a conversation. Even though I knew it was going to draw some bad blood between some people here and there, but the conversation had to be had. Most people think that um, I'm defending uh, the people who think that certain aspects of African spirituality is a science uh, or it's all science. And they don't know that I'm like I'm like the uh, the one person that has been like extremely biased in the approach because I can listen to all the arguments because people teach me methodology, something some don't want to uh, follow. And then I also can apply that methodology to the actual uh, topic. I just mess around with people online because they don't have no idea. They don't know what's being said or what's going on behind the scenes. Um, but it is, it is fruitful to know that you actually can look at something and scrutinize it and, you know, let it stand on its own. I don't mind to stand on its own because it's beautiful to me. And I, I continue to back people who want to 
learn about the culture. You just can't study Africa and then ignore the spiritual side of it because no matter what part of Africa you go through, you start running through these tribes. You're going to find out that they got a spiritual system that does this, this, and this and has this particular belief system and um, these type of practices and so on and so forth. Or if you take the ancestry test and you find out through your DNA that you come from uh, Cameroon and uh, your uh, your eldest ancestors were a part of the um, Sandy or the uh, the Bondo people or the uh, or the, you know, whoever you want to name over there in that particular area, then you might want to take on or adapt some of those cultural practices into your uh, American way of life, which would be healthy. So I, I think that the. Um, I think that the community can benefit from it. Um, I appreciate my teacher to talk about it. Huh? Why, why is it healthy to do that? Why, why is it healthy? Yeah. It's, it's healthy to not. Why you sleep? Why your camera ain't on? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> nah, it's, it's, healthy. it's healthy to have the conversation because it gives us an opportunity to iron out the differences we can see who's actually genuous in the in their practice and then we can see who's actually disingenuous in their practice because those who stand on it are going to rise up and the other ones are going or are going to fold tent and run away from the discussion and just try to pass it off like uh Samuel Jawu said earlier they're going to bring out the practitioner argument or they're going to bring out other aspects of the argument and they're just going to neglect the fact that science is required and needed in order to advance the people so you know i think those that run Wait, away what? from science and think they're going to stand on spirituality have it wrong and then sanjeti makes the excellent point that there are a lot of um people who practice spirituality that are actually working labs and are actually doing other work and they don't have any conflicting interests between the two. And in, in reality, you have some of the top tier scientists in the world who also cling to a belief system and still separate it from science. And, and it'll say in one hand, you know, I have this faith in, in this particular religion. However, you know, when I deal with science, it, it does conflict with this, but I don't let them intertwine. So it has to be had. The conversation got to be had. So I said Russia, right? And I said it for a reason. Yeah, come on. Come on with your Russia. And this would totally frustrates me, Sean. A lot of you not. Um, you talking about 500 years of colonialism uh, in Africa and abroad, right? And... You talk about uh, brothers like Shaka Zulu and how he transformed the Zulus in his lifetime. In his lifetime now, right? And you know, maybe you can find that 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 uh, little text you had, Asar. That I mean, that was important in text because what you did was you have you you effectively stopped people from saying, "Well, the white man would do that. White man did that. You that white man would do it that way." No, Africans did it that way when they wanted to be successful at times. So. We look at Shaka, and then we look at John Henry Clark, and John Henry Clark says, study European history. So that's just, just what I did, right? And so look at Peter the Great. Look him up. Go on YouTube, look him up. First Tsar Russia, right? Watch what he did. As a little boy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he liked uh, uh, making little toy ships and, you know, playing and doing all that. Always very inquisitive, right? So as soon as he got to age to come to power, right? You know what he did? 
he left Russia, right? Because, you know, sometimes when you end the experience, you just can't see it. You know what I mean? Sometimes culture becomes a wall that you cannot see through. So he left Russia, right? Went to different European uh, 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 nations and studied all the information, right? Right? The Russians was talking bad about him. what great leader would leave his people. We can't believe you left. Yada, 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 yada. Man, he left and he came back with that information. What is the first thing he did? The first thing he did was he kicked all the priests out. He he chopped off all their beards, made them change they made them change their outfits and all that. If they didn't want to uh, adhere to that, you know what I'm saying? He killed them, right? So lay down the law. Look, because for some reason the the the, the, the Christian church, the, the I'm talking about the Orthodox Christian church was literally stagnating Russia. Listen to me now. Kicked them out. Next thing he did was uh, he built a navy. He built a navy. He built a navy and he challenged the Swiss at that time. The Swiss was basically a superpower during that time. He challenged them with the navy, uh, kind of like Todd on the first time. Second time he came back, he defeated the Swiss. The next thing he did was he built a city called St. Peter's. Okay, he built that. In the center of St. Peter's, right, he built a, a scientific uh, uh, study lab or, or museum, however you want to put it, dealing with science and technology. At this time, Russia, the whole city was wood. He took the city from wood and built the stone. And he's not an African. He a white boy that we talk crazy about. How could he do that in his lifetime? And you saying we got far more resources in Africa. One lifetime that the Africans if they figure out what part of their culture is right, what part of their culture is wrong, what tradition need to be moved, what needs that, in their lifetimes, you will see great African cities popping up all over the place, then everybody else be in trouble. This annoys me. When black people do things, boy, it was the spirit that did it for them, right? When white people do it, it was engineering. When black people do it, oh, the aliens built the pyramids. When white people do it, man, they scientifically sound. We do it. It was our spirituality gave us our greatness. Man, at a certain point, I'm taught of that. I'm not going to put that on anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got their own beliefs. I'm saying, um, I choose not to believe. I want to know. I'm not knocking nobody, but I study these histories and I see how in a lifetime, you know what I'm saying, uh, you can make a difference. Okay. All right. So let me, let me say this. Having a belief you know, um, it is should not be stagnation into how you, you know, if you're dealing with science, okay? Because see, even when we go to ancient Kemet, right? You know, because again, we like to brag about the science of, let's say, the pyramids, for example, okay? The pyramids in Giza, right? So that takes science. You have to understand, um, you have to understand astronomy, okay? You have to understand seasons. You have to understand, um, uh, uh, architecture, etc. Okay, how to stabilize the building? You have to have um, uh, measurements, understanding of of uh, proper spacing, etc. Right. However, uh, you can have a quote unquote spiritual, if you will, uh, purpose as to why I want this built, and then you apply science in order to get that um, to achieve this. Okay. Now, I find that 
what the thing that drives science is a, are questions, okay, that are presented because of a problem, okay, or something you need to achieve. How do I get there? Of course, that's going to take testing to see what works, we'll see what doesn't work. Now, we're looking at pyramids, we're looking at uh, uh, types or parts of a structural tomb, if you will. All right. Now, some people will who may not have, uh, say, study will say, oh, they're they're observatories. Well, you're not going up on top of the, the pyramid to observe stars. OK, there's no telescopes inside the pyramid for you to look at to observe stars. So why would you call it an observatory? OK, um, it's part of a tomb. Okay, that's that's pretty simple. All right. In fact, when you go into uh, Chadic languages, we find that uh, the word mer, the Kemetic word mer, that's translated as pyramid, actually means house, tomb, or roof. So, so again, Chadic languages has these various meanings. A granary is a meaning. Roof is a meaning. House is a, is a meaning. Okay. Uh, and when you go into Nigeria, the sometimes people are built under a house or a structure. Okay, so whenever you look at the pyramids, you notice that the actual tomb is beneath the pyramid. So the pyramid that you see actually serves as a roof over top of the person buried, but it's also a house because it's a structure. Okay, we understand that through linguistics and the actual structure itself. So because a person has the belief doesn't mean that that stops that person from doing science, okay? You just don't take your religion in place of science, okay? You don't take your religion and say, okay, well, I want to know, I, I think this happens um, in Europe where a religious man, a priest, wanted to observe what was inside of a horse's mouth, okay? Now you would have these, Christian priests around trying to make judgments on, on what's inside of the horse's mouth. And he says, well, why don't you just walk up to the horse and open his mouth and look? Of course, they corned him with blasphemy, okay, because they're taking religion and trying to put it in place of logic and science. So um, that would be the problem. And some my critique of um, some people, you know, even in the comedic community, we have people who think that the jet pillar is a battery, okay? The jet pillar is not a battery, okay? <laughs> Unless you go into Kimmy and you, and you find archaeological evidences of batteries shaped like the, like the jet pillar, okay? The jet pillar is, is an archetype of pillars, which comes from the idea of trees, okay? It's in, in, in pepper stalks. It's really that simple. They're, you know, they're not batteries. There's no hovercrafts in the hieroglyphics, okay? Um, <laughs> you know, so we have people who have ridiculous claims all over the place. And lastly, uh, you know, we can look at pros and cons of spirituality and pros and cons of uh, science. You know, like if you to use religion or spirituality, if you will, um, I prefer culture. You know, you want to proliferate yourself okay in your culture you want to be able to have science to help you know as processes to help you solve problems in your culture 
Okay. That's what how culture should be utilized. And your religion, if you will, your practices will be a part of that culture. Just so long as the religion um, helps to proliferate your life. It's more it has more of a psychological value. Okay. Uh, Not a scientific value. Okay. So in regards to religion. So, so you say religion has a psychological value. So now let me ask you this. So we know the spirituality don't have nothing to do with morality. So in okay. fact, you can have morality. I still got those other points to make, but go ahead. So you can have morality, right? And be scientific at the same time. That's interesting. So now what? That's an interesting part right there. That morality and spirituality is two separate things, right? Am I right or wrong? Those are two separate things. Right. So, so if I pick the science and morality, am I not still African? Or you always got to be spiritual, right, to be African, and then you can set science and all that. And I'm, and I'm saying this has been the trick bag promoted by racism, white supremacy, that we're the most spiritual people on earth. Remember that game they play with us? But they never ever explain the word spirituality. I got to wait for you, Wuja, and Sahotep, the Masis, before I can even begin to know what in the hell are y'all talking about when you say spirituality? They never gave us, they gave us the definitions that they worked up. Well, right? see, so they really see. meant that we was the craziest. That's what they was really trying to say. They never put um, us on. Not, not really. It really depends on, you know, who's writing, who you're reading from. That's, you know, because see, you go to people like Herodotus, you know, and when he said that the Egyptians are the most religious people in the world, I don't think that he was saying that they're crazy. No, okay. he was saying he, he might have been being funny. He was like, "Yo, they doing a lot." No, well, when you read when you read the when you actually read his writings, some of the histories, right? But uh, I, some of the histories, am I correct? Yeah, when you when you read it, because I've, I've read the whole thing, it, it it doesn't it doesn't indicate that part. All right, so let me just finish this point here. Mm -hmm. So. Um, but see, if you actually have a conversation with someone who's a practitioner and a researcher at the same time, right. they're not like they're yourself. not going Huh? Yeah, you know I'm saying like yourself, you do a good job. I mean, I don't okay. see you wouldn't even you wouldn't even get in a conversation. I mean, I mean, man, you got in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, you know, like they're 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 not going to deny science. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're not gonna go to the go to these irrational extremes. Okay. Right. So, all right, now. The cons of religion, per se, again, it can get in the way and you think irrational because you've allowed that to overcome your sense of reality. All right. Now, the pros and cons of science, again, science, again, is a process, okay, of how you acquire knowledge. Right. Right. You have to have tests over and over to see, and you have to update, according, you know what I'm saying, according to the time that you're in. Constantly going. But now... What happens when a person takes science and they turn it into an ideology? Okay. Okay. This is where it becomes scientism. What happens to them? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, scientism happens where you take science and you turn that into your religion. Right. And then keep okay. going more, huh? Right. But no, but no scientist <laughs> ever does that because no, it's not, that, that's it's not what I'm saying. Hold on. Uh, no, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm not talking well, no, about this, I, I, I have to say that because you always have people who get beat up by science and logic in debate. The first thing that they want to go to is say that somebody is um, uh, doing scientism because because they can't win the argument. 
and okay. and it, it, it is the you know the the creationists are very good at that. You know, in, in terms of materialism, all y'all care about is material. Of course, it's science. They study the physical world. That's what they're concerned with. If it has, if, if you can't demonstrate that it has a physicality, it's outside of the realm of science. That is not hard to deal with, but they make up terms, you know, like you, it's impossible to make science a religion because the very nature of science, everybody's trying to prove you wrong. Unless proving you wrong somehow becomes a religion. I don't know how. But <laughs> everyone in science is trying to prove you wrong. That's yeah. unlike, unlike, you know, people's religion. Everyone in science, when you come out with an idea, everyone's going to jump on it and beat you up. That's why the whole methodology issue is important. So that you, before you even publish your material. You're thinking of all the arguments that all these folks is going to come um, at you with and so that your ideas can withstand scrutiny. And so you can't equate science with religion. Only religious folks do that and try to make it uh, 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 on the same plane as what um, uh, uh, religious folks do. And we got to be careful with that. And, and, and when people just throw words out there that have no meaning in the context of 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 what scientists do and so you know the very nature of science itself uh prevents it from becoming a religion because it, it's not about beliefs it's about what you accept at the moment based on evidence nobody believes any damn thing all right so um you know in this in this part of the conversation i'm, I'm really trying to give like pros and cons on both sides so for us no we don't make science but again we but we have to expand to people who actually do it you know what i'm saying like we can say all day oh there's no such thing as race but what does it say well scientifically but then we have people who do horrendous behavior based on that idea they create realities out of this idea yeah that's real so, so are we going to say well race doesn't exist where we're being affected by people who cremated a reality, which, which yeah. is why we're here right now. Yeah. Okay, so we can say and deny certain things, but um, it doesn't it doesn't negate the reality of something's happening. Now, when I'm saying scientism, here's an example. Let's take let's go back to the 1800s, mm -hmm. where where Europeans were taking scientific science, mm -hmm. scientific process, mm -hmm. putting down data, observing. Uh, different societies, and then concluding, according to them, science, that we are the superior people because we're more advanced, because we have more technology. Because we have more technology, this means that, okay, I can now express my aggression more efficiently, okay? And that means I should be able to destroy you at my convenience. Yeah, that was pseudoscience, though. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Well, listen, 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 okay, this is, that's scientism, where they're taking actual science, they're taking the science, okay, because anthropo anthropology, okay, it is a good field, but when you take, they're taking that and turning it and you're applying it into ideologies, okay, but it that's, doesn't but that's just the point process. that we're trying to make, they never did any type of scientific process in the first place. 
So what happens, this is why I introduced to a lot of the laypersons the concept of physics envy, where a lot of academic fields try to make themselves seem more rigorous, borrow terms from physics to make it seem as if their field is quantitative like physics. When they, when they have a more qualitative research approach. And so what you also have is the, these, these pseudoscientists who take scientific jargon and then build it on their ideologies but don't do science. If they would have, have went through a scientific process and came to these conclusions, that would have been different. But they didn't. And so just because you use scientific jargon doesn't make it science. And therefore, you couldn't be scientism. Because for scientism would have to be, um, <laughs> that, oh, I thought I saw this. Um, you would have to do science first to have scientism. No science, no scientism. And so just because I say, you know, uh, you know, if I just randomly use, I don't know what's a random scientific term. Uh, you know, if I talk about the evolutionary, you know, uh, ideas of my thoughts and da 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 da, I'm using that as a metaphor. That's not a scientific. I'm using scientific jargon, but it, it, scientific jargon doesn't make science, and and that's what we have the uh, the problem with. And even in this discussion with with um, especially with spiritual folks who want to say something like African spiritual science, just because you use the word science. Don't make it science. And that's one of the things I tried to stress. If you use divination to get information, it's not science. There is no way that you can test it, that you did test it, to see if the information you got back from a room a lot was right and exact. You just believed it was so and you move forward. Because that's what the, and, and I'm saying this as a practitioner, and I know firsthand. So when you do a divination in, in, in the EFI system, you're just supposed to believe the divination and trust in the process. And you roll with whatever the prescription is that has been dropped down from the divination. This is a fact. And so there's no process set in place where, where you can, okay, I, I see the old dude that has fallen from the Opele, from, from, from the Babalawo. And now I, I need to go test to see if this is uh, right and exact. That doesn't exist. In E5. So when, when people talk about E5, for example, you know, it's science and it's spiritual science is not. It is based on revelation. They get information from dreams, from looking in mirrors, from looking in water, from dropping calories, from dropping obi. <laughs> That's where they get the information from. And so we got to understand what science is. And why it's separate from this. The actual information coming from the divination may actually be true. But it wouldn't be scientific. And that's all we're trying to get people to understand. I can have a premonition. I can have a dream that says somebody's about to knock me on the door in five minutes. And sure enough, five minutes comes and someone's knocking at my door. It still wouldn't be science. And so we got to keep these things in mind and, and, and not just throw terms out there all willy nilly, as they say. Hey, I just I just let me just well, quickly let me just quickly uh, say this. Uh, 
Sanjay, uh, hold your thought. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best to moderate the um as people come in, and so just keep yeah. that in mind. Keep that in mind that uh, uh to kind of keep our build uh concise so we can get get through to some of the people. Uh, we got yeah, you, two two people. Yeah, you got like Bilal. I know I know y'all want to say something. Yeah. So okay. So right, yeah. Me, so go go ahead, Sanjay. All right. Cool. Okay. So when we look okay, so when we look at uh, the works of Murabani. Um, I definitely recommend the book, Urugu, an African-centered critique of European cultural thought and behavior. Um, and what, what's done politically is uh, terms are used universalistically, okay? So, again, a term scientism. Let's take, what's the, what's the guy's name that coined the term Caucasian? What's the guy's name? <laughs> you recall? I don't know his name. Oh, uh, we can find out real quick. Keep keep building. I'll, I'll I'll look for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, either him or one of his predecessors um, observed uh, skulls. Oh yes. yeah, uh, Linnaeus. No, uh, Carl, Carl von Linnaeus. Okay, and yeah. then he had another guy uh -huh. um, who came sometime after that. Yeah, he messed together, up. Who put together? Huh. Yeah, but that's the one though. He did an excellent job with plants and animals. When it came to humans and skulls, he messed it all up. He just jumped off the okay. main bridge. So yeah, so he was a scientist, right? Yeah, but his method was terrible when it came to skulls, though. Okay, right. But see, so he did a systematic study of skulls. Okay. No, he didn't. looking at the shit. L listen to listen to me. No, I'm just trying to tell you. Come on, go okay. ahead. Go ahead, brother. A systematic study of the skulls. Okay. But he made this erroneous conclusion, right. you know, of saying, well, since the skulls are white, that means that the original human beings were white people. Yeah. Okay. Given saying, okay, well, this is the Adam and Eve thing. Okay. He said the skulls, it was bigger, it was more smarter. White okay. Thing. Right. Which is, there, there, there's no substantiation. But he did a systematic study. He's a scientist. I was trying to tell you, he did a systematic study of the plants and plants. And the animals, he did an excellent job because remember, he the one that started that uh, taxon system. And Wu Jia didn't get into that. But when he came to the daggone skulls, he was bananas. He didn't do that. He didn't do the same method that he did on the plants. And now that's what I was trying to show you. He really didn't do that. Because the first thing that you would have to establish is that there is a correlation between, you know, intelligence and nose index, for example. Right. You know, yeah, and so he did no such he did no such thing. It was it was unscientific, and that's what I'm saying. You can tell. That's why when, when you're reading scientific literature, they have a section on there called method. And mm -hmm. when you read the method section, it'll tell you if 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 what they did is scientific or not. And you can just tell by people's methods. That's that's one of the first things Dr. Conyers uh, stressed to me when I was an undergrad at the University of Houston. He's like, the first thing people are going to come to you and attack and that you need to attack is their method. If their method is shitty, everything else is shitty. You can just dispense and throw the whole thing away. Mm -hmm. And that's right. how you can tell if somebody's doing something because science is a way you approach it. And, and, and if he approached it unscientifically, regardless if he's known as a scientist, it was unscientific, and it just is what it is. Hmm. Right. So, right. So, I'm not. I'm not negating that. And this is this is why I think where um, I think Bujai mentioned something about uh, miscommunication. Okay. 
I'm not saying that scientism is somebody doing science. So I'm, I'm going to make that part clear. It's where you're taking, you're taking some research, whether research is good or bad, whether it's science or pseudoscience, and you're turning it into um, something that's political. And now you're using it against people, whether the research is good or bad. That's what's meant. It doesn't mean that this person is, this guy is doing science. Okay. Whether it's good or bad, but he's taking that research and now politicizing it. And that's one of the things that they did towards us racially. Because you have these men who were scientists, again, whether they're good scientists, bad scientists, and then they're taking research, whether it's good conclusive or not good conclusively, and using it against us, they're turning it politically. And that's what I mean. And that's what's meant by scientism. Okay. Yeah, but Sinjetti, the point is, but the, but the, and, and I get it, and they taught it in Harvard and Yale. I did a whole presentation on this. But guess what overturned that? Wasn't spirituality, right? Because spirituality agreed with that. Like the like the Christians and all them, they was Christians doing that. So their spiritual system didn't let them know that they was out of their minds. You feel me? It was people like Charles Darwin and um um, my man, Albert Churchwood, right? Uh, and this is detailed in um, John Jackson's work, Man, God, Civilization. It was them that challenged them. And so the only place you can really get challenged or used is science. So science challenges science is what we're saying. So you're absolutely right. Racism. Yeah, it was the racism and all mm -hmm. that. And the bad science was really end up, the skull thing was pseudoscience, parading around as science. The racism, white supremacy, we superior was foolish. The eugenic, the whole eugenics movement came out of good science from Charles Darwin. Go imagine that. That's why we need scientists. Hey, I, 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 I got 30 seconds. I got, I got, I got 30, 30 seconds to compliment what uh, Sanjay is saying. I think, I think on both things, merge the two. Because uh, Asar made a good point. Um, there are people that create terms that become passive misnomers. And so scientism will give the, the, the impression that it is science that becomes an ideology or religion. And that's really not possible. But, but the word is there to get, to get that impression. But then on the other side of it, scientism seems to really be pseudoscience turned into an ideology or whatever case it is. And so that's, and that's what it really, sh the reality probably behind the word. But it's created like materialism uh scientism and it's only used by the people who are losing arguments oh wait 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 uh, sorry hold up sorry sorry can you hear me wait wait sorry um i think I, I, I think you had to uh do what you did earlier uh, go out and come back in because for some reason it's it switched back to you um you sound like optimus prime again <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Sanjay, I, I, don't, I don't know if that kind of complemented or kind of merged the 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 the, the points. But that's that's what I'm observing. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think you pretty much merge it again. You know, like I said, I wasn't negating. You know, and I think again, I think this is where thing communication comes in. Where again, uh, I'm not negating it. I'm just saying I, this I, 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 right. this is what these people are doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we're affected by it. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, so just just quickly, uh, uh, sorry. So I don't know if you're still there, but if you if you bounce out and bounce right back in, uh, but we do have uh, like three other Bilal. three Where's other Bilal folks. Where's Bilal at? Uh, Bilal, you've on. been real boisterous in the chat room. And, 
Oh, we got, we got, uh, hold on, let's see, we got, we got brother, um, uh, we got brother Reggie, so I'm gonna let him, uh, uh, not, not, Reggie, you're third, but, but, uh, we got brother Reggie, we got brother Reggie, uh, joined us, uh, brother Sean, brother Kofi, and brother Bilal, so, so one second, so sorry, uh, sorry, uh, uh, I know you're trying to make a point, but after you, we're gonna roll with Kofi, and then we're gonna make our rounds. Let Bilal in here. Let the no, what? Go. I'm saying Sar was. I don't want to. I cut him. So no, don't I'm, cut him. Don't cut him. Right. So I'm gonna let uh, Sar, and then we're gonna go with Kofi. Came in before Bilal, yes. and then uh, like I, I got, I got it. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, Not about y'all. Yeah, I, I was just saying real quick that they they do the same thing with um, Afrocentricity, and so you know it's other people who came up with the idea called Afrocentrism. Mm-hmm. We we don't call it Afrocentrism, and as a matter of fact, Malefe Asante is is against putting ism after Afrocentricity because he says it's not a religion. And matter of fact, we have critiques inside Afrocentricity, you know, and that you know you have many you have many uh, schools of thought within Afrocentricity, and so to assume that it's a singular religion and stuff like this is a tactic that Europeans use to make it seem as if it's like a religion instead of a, a, an actual academic um, um, school of thought. And so it's just one of those tactics that when, when people don't have the information to engage intelligently with the data, they, they try to do this form of ad hominem. And I just wanted to bring that to the forefront. I end there. Okay, so brother uh, Kofi, yeah, I, I don't know if you have a question or anything, but the, oh, my mic is open for you. Floor is open for you. Well, I was just typing. I was. Uh, I, I got to go, man. I um, I just jumped in for a second, man. Um, I got some schoolwork I got to finish, man. So I, I had shot the link in the chat, so I just jumped in for a few minutes, man. I wish I could stay and discuss, but I got to get out. Okay, here, man. well, just just real quick, let me ask you. Let me ask, let me ask you a question, Kofi. Uh, were you able to tune into the previous show with uh, uh, University of Chemical Press and everything? Yeah, I jumped in and out. I didn't stay the whole show. I kind of jumped in and out of the show, but what I seen was pretty good. Okay, yeah, that's all. I was, I was going to ask you opinion about it. Okay. All right, so uh, I say peace, uh, you know. And peace, Monster Clan Warrior, brother. All right, what's up, big brother? Um, what's up to everybody on the pe- platform? All right, all right. Man, we appreciate your work. Um, uh, keep digging into those presentations. Uh, that West African work, yo, man, special. Appreciate that, man. No doubt, no doubt. Peace, peace. All right, Hotep. Uh, Brother Bilal, I know you got your hand up. You got you got the floor. If you you can unmute yourself, or if you need me to unmute you, I, I'll unmute you. And I'll go ahead and unmute you, just in case you may be having an issue. All right, so brother right. Bilal, there you go. You got it. Can you hear me? Yep. Yes, yeah, can hear you. All right, all right. Peace to y'all, man. I'm glad, you know. I appreciate the information and your time and everything. <laughs> okay, so here's my question to you. Is <laughs> this? Here's, here's my few questions. Is this? Uh, oh man. There are other systems of spirituality, like what? besides uh, the Metu Netter. Like what? And what they talking about in Kemet. Well, I mean, you would have like Igbo or Yoruba or maybe a Meridianism or um, Falasha or some of these other indigenous 
spiritual systems, right? So, I mean, with that being said, why why would I go to the Metunetter? I mean, try to I mean, just try to explain to me. I'm, I'm trying to understand why I would even bother with it because I don't understand it. Because your ancestors did. That's why. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. All of my ancestors practice the religion of Egypt. Hold on. One, one second. No, 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 you got to you got to right. get some things straight first. <laughs> Meta nature is a writing system, right. not a religion. <laughs> right, that's right, right. Like saying, OK, OK. That's okay. like saying no, that, you know, saying, I, I, I practice black. Hold on. Let them go. Yeah, you're starting off the conversation wrong, you know, and which which demonstrates to us that you really don't you probably don't really understand the culture and things of this nature and, and why your questions are off from the beginning. I do not understand. Yeah. OK, so here, let whoa, me. Whoa, 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 Sanjay, hold. This ain't that deep. Let me say this, brother. Muslims at the House of Wisdoms, they translated Persian, Greek and Egyptian text, man. That's what took them to the golden age. So if you're a Muslim, you're supposed to be doing that. No, no, that's that. Okay, no, the, the answer. Okay. The way, All right. Okay. Let me uh, have a conversation with the brother. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to get mine in because y'all great beat the brakes off of him. I want to no, give him no, some. No, it's real simple. Let me, go ahead. Oh, let me have Sanjay, a conversation with the brother. Okay. Bilal, what do you mean? What's in, what's in your mind about Medu, Medu Nature? What's in your head? Okay, when, when I guess when I say that, what I what I, what, I, what I really meant was like, I see brothers talk about you know, cometicism or whatever, and it, I don't know, I don't even know how to say it, but I suppose that the foundation of that would be from, the Metuneta, right? That's where you, that is the text and the script where, that uh, belief system, as you all understand it, is drawn from because no, you, you obviously just like all the rest of the converts, you couldn't have been born into that understanding. And okay. you was let me have the conversation I'm with not, I'm not I'm not saying that's that's the, the issue. I'm saying oh I'm saying you know what I'm saying. How did you I, yeah. I take where where did you get that? Right, okay, hold on. Let's let's start with one thing first because because we're gonna be jumping all over the place. We can't get nothing done. All right, so in your head, Medunecture is what? One sentence. Give me just give me one sentence. Okay, a collection of writings or carvings mm -hmm. that are on the wall mm -hmm. in Egypt, on the walls of the tombs and everywhere else. No, and okay, it okay. Comprises right. the body of writing, right? That's what I think Medunetter is. What is it, uh, Okay, all right. Okay, so it, it, it sounds more like you refined your understanding right after we just explained <laughs> it to you. Okay, again, and I'm only going off of what just happened. Okay, things. all right, so. Like Asar said, it's like saying, I believe in Latin or I believe in, you know. Arabic, Arabic. So, no, no. Okay, so what religion comes when you understand and you're able to read those symbols? Is Islam. No, no, no. The Arabs don't got no writing system. Hold on, hold on. All right, they write right. system. Wait, wait, wait. One person, bro. okay, let's, hold on, hold on. let's, let's, uh, okay. Yeah, we can cut that short. Do we ain't got to do all that? I, I, okay. I'm well, 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 I'm going to do it. Let, let me have a conversation. With you. Oh. I apologize. I just want to get him out of here quick. Okay. So, Bilal, are you an adherent to Islam? No. 
Because you're getting ready to put me in a trick bag about. I'm not. I'm not trying to trick you. I'm not trying to trick. You. I'm just asking you because see, well, you and I never had the conversation. I'm not going to assume. Okay, because again, you know, I'm I'm a researcher. I'm not going to make no assumptions. Are you an adherent to Islam? A form of Islam, yes. Okay, Islam. All right, whatever. All right, so you're an adherent to Islam. All right, so are there people trying to convince you to? Practice the religion of Medrunetchen, as you gave us the impression when you first asked the question. No. no. Okay, I'm gonna just say yes based on the way you asked the question. Okay, so, um, well, if Islam, again, I'm not trying to trick you, but if Islam is the highest according to, you know, Islamic doctrine, whatever form it is, why are you concerned about Medrunetchen in the first place? <laughs> Wah, wah, wah. Uh -oh. Uh -oh, hold on, hold on. I'm not trying to trick you. I'm just asking a critical question. Atenism is why. Huh? Atenism? Oh, okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, atenism. What about atenism? What about it? <laughs> I understand atenism to be a monotheistic religion. Now, I never hear anyone who talks about Kemet or or the gods or their understanding, or I always hear about Ma'at and a lot of polytheistic stuff. Okay. I don't hear nothing about Atenism okay. and monotheistic Egyptians, which oh, must have existed as well. How? Okay. How All right. And were in fact the enemies of the priesthood. Oh, I mean, okay. we know, we all know okay. the story. All right, so, so let, let's get into it. Hold on, oh. I know you're going slow. Let me yeah, say No, because I've read the text, so let me talk to him about Atenism. I read the whole text. You can't be the only one eating right now, Okay. Right, right. Because I'm I'm barely on here, so let, let me let me have a conversation. Right, you're right, you're right, you're right. All right. So, what do do you have a copy of the hymn to Aten in front of you, brother? No, I do not have a copy of the hymn to the Aten in front of me. No, sir. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So, this is what I want you to do. Can you? Are you on a computer? I can get to one in a few minutes. Okay. All right. So, all right, let, me, let me just sum it up for you real quick. I put okay. It up. So when you read the hymns to Aten, mm -hmm. all right, and I think Brother Reggie, I know you're over there looking it up. <laughs> all right, because brother, brother Reggie reads the text as well. All right, so I'm going to give him, uh, give him uh, uh, recognition on that point. Um, monotheism is not in the hymns to Aten, okay? All right, I can attest to it. The brother right here can attest to it, um, and some other brothers can. If Atenism is monotheism, because again, the only people who are making that claim, and again, this is not you, brother, I'm not saying you are, um, but the people making a claim are people who are Christians and Jews and Muslims. Well, Jews maybe uh, Hebrew Israelites, maybe, I don't know. Okay. But the people who are followers of the biblical narrative. Okay. If it was monotheism, then as you understand it, then why is there the deity Shu, Ra Herakuti, okay, all up in there. All right, sir. Well, I will give you that. Actually, okay. what we're talking about is henotheism. It's called a checkmate. Okay, oh, no, I'm, okay, I'm not trying to checkmate the brother. No, okay. I mean, we're talking about henotheism. Which actually, henotheism is the original understanding. Okay, so now, now, okay, so now you're going for monotheism. So now you have to change your change your position. <laughs> 
But like, I expected more out of you than this. You was a lot of mouth in that chat room. Come on, man. That's <laughs> cool. That's cool. Okay, so <laughs> all right. So you're asking this question. Okay, well, you said. But I'm saying what your answer. All your answer proves is that uh, within, the system of a, within the system, within a system that includes a head deity, there are mm -hmm. also minor deities or saints or anything like that that are included. Yes, that is replicated throughout all religious systems. Uh, the fact that other deities exist besides those Thai deity does not disprove uh, what I'm talking about. I mean, okay. come on, that's, we, we know that's replicated throughout. I mean, there's always okay, a chief that, deity. Okay, that part. Yes. Deity, and yes, most of the time, the chief deity is the one who is the only one worthy of worship. Okay, all right. So according yes. to the according to the adherence of the chief deity. Okay, so there there is a phenomenon of minor deities in our culture. That's just true. However, in the hymns to the Atun, since you mentioned Atunism, okay, Ra is not a minor deity. Ra Herukuti, again, is not a minor deity. Mm -hmm. These deities have whole temples, okay? Man. Listen, that, that having deity. a temple is not, listen, we're talking about the view where there is a chief deity and all other deities are smaller or lesser in some way, as in hybrids or whatever, mm -hmm. however you want to call it, they are lesser in some way and they are mostly by the adherents. Yes. They're not worthy of Okay, hold on. So you, you made a point there. However, in this particular case, based off of the example that you gave of Atenism, okay, you don't have an example of minor and less. No, not in here. These are, they are synthesized. They're equated. That's so are it. they? Wait a minute. If they're synthesis oh. or equations, oh. I've oh. heard from your people say that they are their attributes. Then hold on. Why hold are on, they not brother. attributes? Hold on, brother. Hold on. Okay. But again, this is coming from somebody who it? actually. Ah, uh, hold on. Because I actually read the text. So my challenge to you, because I know some other people want to get in here. Before we continue this conversation. I, want, I would like for you to read the text and bring that the next time we have a conversation so we can have an intelligent line-to-line -line conversation because right now, you know, between you and me, I'm the only one that read the text and I don't think it's fair that I'm the only one that read it. And Yeah, tag me in some Jetty. I ain't read the text in the, in the language. Let me ask you this, brother. So where, where, where you from, bro? All jokes aside, where you from, Bilal? St. Louis. Are uh, you from St. So you're African-American, right? Let me tell you, let me tell you what's funny. Let me tell you what's really funny right here, right? Sinjetti like having fun in the middle of the street. I like to get you out there early. Why do you feel the need as an African in America, right, to subject yourself to deities that your people predate? And why do you feel the need to subject yourself to a system that wholesale murdered, robbed, and raped African people? Like, I find it to be very, very interesting, right? So why you do that, bro? Answer two questions for me. One, your family line predates the deity that is sought out in Arabia. Two, you follow a system that was used to murder and rape African people. What part of that makes sense? Just asking you, bro. Now, I don't think that in all cases... Listen, any religion can be used as a system of control. Right? I didn't say control. So in all, not in all cases. Wait, no, not in all cases. Uh, did someone, if someone had a name that was Christian, then you cannot say that 
you know, the Christians did this just because the person's name was Christian. These are not true believers. These are bad people. You know, they come in all shapes from all names and all religions. Number one. Okay. Number two, mm -hmm. uh, I don't find that that's what that was my original question was that how can you prove that with indigenous other indigenous cultures besides uh, this comedic metu netter or whatever this comedic uh -huh. thing these texts with other indigenous cultures how can you say that that uh, and they're indigenous to the land of Africa how can you say that their traditions aren't valid and that we should no, exchange no. those for a little understood tradition. No, no. So, 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 no. When you just switched it, you didn't answer that question, though. That question was: Islam was used as a tool of the Arabs to destroy and rob and steal from African people and to control their narratives. You never answered that question, and so every, I hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, one, one second, brother. Hold up, one, one second, one second. Wait a minute. Every on, one race second, one second. on the planet has had their foot on the neck of hold black up. people. But brother, no, wait one second. A nappy-headed person has okay. been the the tool and fodder of each culture on the planet. Okay, brother Bilal. Except the Chinese. Brother, I don't have no examples of the Chinese. Brother Bilal. But I'm sure they do it too, because everybody else. Do. Okay, brother Bilal. Exactly. Um, uh, without even moving. Oh, there forward, is no. Brother Bilal, one second. Um, exactly. yeah. uh, I I believe that the problem with this conversation is that you you started off by making an assumption or and you arguing against something that was never claimed. In the first place and and if you repeat what you just just said uh b before you answer the, the question about uh islam what you just said nobody claimed it like you 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 said uh metal nature and you, and you view metal, metal nature as a religion so fine let's let's deal with it okay how you okay see the it. comedic deal the comedic no, no, thing I, is a religion, no, okay which I, I don't understand but i'm saying you obviously have packaged it up into a a belief system no okay what, just, what no no the yeah. name the name the name the name is irrelevant for, for right now i just want you to repeat what what you just said as far as your argument against something that you think was claimed let's let's clarify that first because if that's not the case then then we can straighten it out real quick and move on so so just repeat what you, you, you never answered that question though y'all let no, him move on no his, his answer, answer but his answer, answer is irrelevant his answer is irrelevant because that's not even what he first came in here and stated in the first place i'm trying to go go to what he claimed go ahead so why are they not uh, valid spiritual systems? Okay, there you go. So pause, pause right there. No one didn't say that the other systems outside of Kemet are are invalid. Right, that's correct. All right, so so now so now that 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 was never said, then what okay, you just okay. what you just so argued? Can, I, wait, can wait. I get him out of here real quick? Okay, but I, hold up. I want to be very helpful. I, just, I, I really want to be very helpful. I'm, I'm right. gonna pass it to you, Reggie. I just want to make it clear for the audience that <laughs> that what the brother Bilal is arguing against is something that was never said in the first place. Yeah, we moved on from that. Sanjeti killed him on that all the way dead. I just want to know why he felt. I mean, I understand the psychological uh, aspect of it. Uh, you, you're suffering from an inferiority complex because what we can say is, is that African people had systems in place prior to the invasion of Islam, right? At least 300,000 years prior to that. We know that. And so if you're practicing a religion, you know what I'm saying, that was brought in, some sometimes peacefully, sometimes forcefully, right? Somewhere in your consciousness, you're, 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 you're suffering from an inferiority complex. You're feeling like the Islam you got give you some kind of special hat, right? Obviously. Physics envy. Physics envy. <laughs> Go ahead, Brother Reggie. <laughs> uh, this is not really what I wanted to talk about, but Brother Bilal, 
Peace okay. to you, brother. Peace, brother. What's happening? Okay, so you've taken on a name of Bilal. You've taken on that name. So that means you know the history of Bilal. And my Bilal is. Uh, yes, yes, I do. You do. So then And I wasn't I didn't take it on. I guess I was given it. You was given that name, but you researched yeah. that name, right? Nope, nope, not before I knew that name. I mean I sort of knew, but I didn't. At know this point, me. you have researched the name, right, brother? At Bilal? this point, yes, sir. At this, sir, so, at this point. Bilal was a, a slave from Ethiopia. Yes? This is true. Yes. Okay. So he was a slave uh, brought into the house of the, uh, uh, what do you say, the Kurish, the, uh, the, 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 Kuresh. the, the, yes. Okay. Kuresh, Excuse right. my, Islam, but no, the, it's, right. it's fine. The Kuresh, yeah, since fine. you want to be it's precise, fine, right? So he was bought, he's a slave, bought in as a slave, as Ethiopians were, to the Koresh, to the family of the Prophet Muhammad. Peace be upon him. Correct? That's is that true. correct? Is that correct? So do you correct. know who do you know who he was before he was bought in as a slave to the Arabs? Do you know who he was? No. Do you know sir. anything about no. him? Right? Do you know that Ethiopia is a parent of ancient Kemet. Do you know that? Yes. You do know that. So then you so then your question about the Medinetra is very mute because there are African civilizations living in Africa, uh, dealing with their own situations, right? Before uh, Islam invaded, the Umayyads invaded Africa, right? And uh, and brought these people like Ethiopians into slavery for Arabs. So you as Bilal, you know but that you... Sir, 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 the time of the Umayyads yes. and the time of Muhammad is hundreds and hundreds of years different. No, uh, no, the, the, no, the, no, no, sir. No, sir, it's not hundreds of years ago. It is about a hundred. Uh, the Prophet Muhammad, uh, his, after he ended his, um, after he passed away, uh, at that, um, the, the point, the few years after that, let's say 649, 650, the Arabs were invading uh, ancient Kemet. You do know that, right? Right, but you so referenced where do you get the, the hundreds of, Where do you get the hundreds of years from? So my whole point of it is, so you reference the Umayyad dynasty, sir. That's there's a long time between the Umayyad dynasty and the Prophet Muhammad. How long? Let's just do it. Let's just well, do Google it. Tell it. Me how it's long. it's tell a few me. hundred years at least. Give me a day. Give me a day. I gotta go to a computer to find yeah, a day. Yeah, because I think Yeah. When is the Umayyad dynasty? My whole point of it, that's not the, the major point of it. The, um, the, the, the major point of it is that the Ethiopians, who you are a, um, call yourself a Balao, you should know who Balao is. And you should know that he came from another group of people with a great heritage that were the parent people of the ancient uh, people of Kemet and other peoples, right? Um, first of all, so let's get to it. Muya, Muya who was the Umayyad, his death was in 680. So your dates are wrong. So the Prophet Muhammad died when? Roughly what? Six what? 42? Uh, excuse me, Brother Reggie. Just pause. Yes. hold your thought. Don't, don't, please don't uh, lose, your, lose your thought. And Brother Bilal, don't lose your thought. 
Um, I just want to make it clear for the listening audience that um, I'm going to repost the link. And Brother Sean, if you're still there, if you could help me with that, um, to, for you all to come into the panel. The YouTube live part is going to is going to uh, end. But the but the conversation will continue uh, in here and we can get up to 100 people in here. So come on, come all um, and everybody can enjoy the conversation and, and participate. So please, uh, if you want to listen in, you don't have to participate. But if you if you still want to listen in, you still have to click that link. All right. So, uh, Brother Sean, if you can. Uh, pass I thought you said you could transfer that, uh, Wuja. You can't. Man, that has nothing to do with transferring. Um, let me do my thing, man. Goodness gracious. <laughs> so, oh, I, didn't, I know. That's why I asked you, bro. That's why I asked you. Okay. So everyone can, um, can yeah, Sean is posting the link up. So if you want to, if you want to still listen in, in on this conversation and or participate, please click the link because otherwise the YouTube side of it is going to shut down because uh, we want to keep these videos pretty short and bite-sized. So appreciate everyone who listening in. Who, who may not come into the back end, but we can get up to 100 people in here. So, you know, we can uh, have have a good conversation. So we got Brother Reggie, Damara Squad is still here. Uh, uh, our esteemed guest is still here. Yahweh, he's been quiet. So, you know, he's going he's gonna to chime in sooner or later. Somebody's going to say something to make him chime in. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to chime in with the mother with the headphones. <laughs> but uh, so, so you don't have to have your video camera on or whatever case is. But anyway, just wanted to make that announcement. And, uh, so brother reggie and brother Bilal, uh y'all can continue but i, I want to say peace to the to the listeners um who are uh yeah let them catch up give, give, give a couple seconds let them uh you know get in here uh Wu. yeah all right so hopefully everyone will be able to um matter of fact why is it showing that you got like a hundred okay so <laughs> All right. Hopefully, All right. Um, yeah. So. So. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. Everyone could continue. I'm. I'm gonna wait a while. Uh. Before it shuts down. So please. Uh. uh click on the link if you want to. Uh. Continue to participate. Right over top of your head. Where's the link? Right over top of your head, Kwame. Uh. Why you're doing that? Let, let me ask this. Um. Bilal, what? What actually is your critique of what's being labeled comedics? Wait. What? or whatever. What, what happened to me? Oh my. Oh my bad, Reggie. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, um, here it is. I just wanna, oh, I just wanna make sure that the person that I'm speaking to, Brother Bilal, uh, is equipped to talk about Islamic history. So, Brother Bilal, when was the Prophet Muhammad? When did the Prophet Muhammad pass away? Roughly, peace be upon him. When? Peace, you don't have to say that every time you say. <laughs> no, I, I do, I do because I get a no, lot. Because, of no, because no, because that's a no. See now that, that that's a paradigm put on you by your oppressor. You don't have to say that every time you say no, the no, man's I name. Do. And I, if you I, read, I, the, I, wait, wait. If you read the Quran, you'd know that you didn't have to. Okay, so what is the answer to the question? Oh, uh, I'm gonna guess at six thirty, six thirty-two. Wonderful, right? Who is the the third the third caliph? Who is he? Blessings, huh? I said blessings. <laughs> no, let's go on mute. Go ahead, go ahead, let, the let third, the third, the third, the third caliph. Yeah, the third caliph. Excuse my French, because I don't pronounce Islam, because that's not my. Name. 